0: It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. And I'm proud to say that this is our new season, season eight, and it'll be our first season with the Crow Worthy Network. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Bruins podcast who have been working for a very, very long time together. And uh, we are excited to be on this new platform. And it's going to be a, a great ride, I hope. Let's do some introductions. I'm VA. I do all of the stuff that nobody
1: else wants to do on the show <laughs> wear the sea on this show I do the all cat. the heavy lifting drive the bus herd the cats <laughs> oh
0: god hurting the cats is the, the hardest part i just want to tell you something about myself i didn't start watching hockey until like basically nine years ago 10 years ago this is my 10th season actually i think yes yes my 10th season so that's pretty exciting And I fell in love with it pretty quickly, uh, although I did not understand it. And I will tell you that I don't understand what goalie interference is, because if someone tells you that they do, they're lying. They're lying. Yes. So my my love languages are six foot three and taller defensemen,
1: mostly in their own zone. (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: and darla especially because she is the best dog ever so yes with all that i i could have done a better job i'm sorry guys i just was blanking i have had a little sleep but anyway let me introduce you to the other members of our crew because there are many we have
1: jeff uh hi everyone i'm jeff that's a uh, I'm uh New Hampshire raised but i I live in Canada now, came north when I was eighteen. It's actually about when I started watching hockey um uh, sort of in an effort to fit in, but being too belligerent to start watching one of their teams <laughs> um as to say, I wasn't gonna you know walk in here as this New Englander and pick up watching the pick up watching the fucking Leafs or God forbid the Habs,
0: oh no, oh no.
1: In fairness, I came by the Habs hate honestly. Like my father was a big hockey fan in the 70s, regularly watched the Bruins lose to the ha- lose to the Habs in the playoffs in the late 70s with the French Canadian family down the road in Northern Rhode Island. So yes. Anyway, so yeah, uh, following the 2011 Cup wins, really when I sort of jumped in with both feet. So I've been uh, a fervent fan since then, since the beginning of since the uh, that Cup run, and have been in here with uh, barely on topic since our inception in fall 2015. So it's been a Lengthy ride. Um, I try to pretend I know what I'm what I'm talking about. Mileage may vary.
0: This whole thing—I forgot to mention—I'm from Rhode Island. It's like the biggest <laughs> thing about me. Like it's like I'm like hi, I'm VA, I'm from Rhode Island. <laughs> I forgot to mention that I also love German defensemen, and I might have dreamed that I was to one
1: once oh I guess the one other thing is if you find me hear me on the show cursing out uh, tuka I am talking to my cat <laughs> I am not one of those people <laughs> no 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 no.
0: I love both tukas <laughs> and I've met neither one <laughs> well sometimes we refer to him as doctor.
1: Uh, uh yes, uh, I I am uh, I I'm a, a doctor of rocks. Um.
0: <laughs> You're the one who said it. That was not us this time. My
1: Phyllis, I have my Phyllis rockter in geology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, trying really hard not to make the jokes about the briefcase. Okay,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> all right, uh, so let's go to Tim. Uh yes, yeah, so I'm Tim. I am from the great state of Maine. And as a result, every player that goes to the University of Maine is on my amazing list. I am probably, I could probably be described as the fourth liner
1: of the podcast because... (laughs) Oh, that's not fair to yourself at all, Tim.
0: (laughs) He loves himself a fourth liner, though.
2: (laughs) I love... I. I have a great affinity for a random fourth liner that no one cares about. Bottom um, six
1: mercenaries are Tim's thing.
2: <laughs> they, they, I can't quit them, and I won't quit them. I also have a thing for um, backup goaltenders from Sweden. That, <laughs> that's, that's definitely something that's on the list. And players from Sweden and or scandinavia in general definitely definitely an affinity for that you say this
1: goaltending tandem is up tim's alley um (laughs) yeah
2: we have we have Linus from sweden and uh that went to the university of maine so like it's the best goalie tandem i think i've ever had um you you need
1: is a swede who goes to who went to the oh god we need to sign that you'd die if they signed gus nyquist next year wouldn't you
2: I would I've wanted this for so long. <laughs> he refused to trade to the Bruins. He did refuse it, which was sad. <laughs> it broke my heart. Broke my heart because he's like the perfect the perfect mix of everything.
0: I think that Tim's brain would explode.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would explode. I I also yell on Twitter about all the other sports. Mostly baseball, baseball and/or football. Um, mostly Red Sox and/or Buccaneers stuff, which is a random one. But that's yeah, I I just I, I I I like to yell it on Twitter about sports. I'm not a doctor of rocks. I do like the business side of sports. I do have an MBA, so that kind of dra- that kind of drives that force, and I try to dig into that as much as I can.
1: I mean, you undersold um, it there. Tim, isn't your MBA specifically in sports business? No, my undergrad okay. is
2: sport management. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's MBA MBA is in global studies, which is in basically international studies, which actually goes into a lot of sports because sports aren't just about the United States. So, yes. If your fourth liner, give me – Give me a gritty fourth liner over the superstar. Any day.
0: Okay. I feel, you know, I'm just realizing I'm the least educated of all of us here by degree. Anyway, probably the most in life, uh, uh, but I, I majored in chemistry. So I talk about chemistry a lot. Anyway, Nick.
3: Hello. My name is Nick Baggio. I have 10 years of HR experience. I consider myself a benefit specialist, HR analyst, And someone's someone's doing a lot of job interviews. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm, oh, and I play bass, play bass guitar, and I actually play hockey at least once a week. And this may surprise you. I live in North Carolina. (laughs) Great hockey state of North Carolina. I've been a Bruins fan since 2002. So I've seen I've been through some shit, man, been through some shit. (laughs) And I guess that's that's really about that's a that's about it. Every now and then I I had I a fake uh, accent to my voice, like a Southern. Hey y'all, but that's that's not that's not me. That's just something I like to do.
0: Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's basically us. Uh, I neglected to also mention that not only am I from Rhode Island, I don't live there anymore because I'm in exile in Massachusetts. Ugh. So just yes, that is Boston. the only
1: one of us that has that not only lives in Massachusetts but ever
3: has.
0: <laughs> yes, and I no. act, I go to games. Oh right, right, but you were little. it doesn't count.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I, I lived in Massachusetts for about a year in Rensselaer. <laughs> yeah
0: Well, you're just a, a real mass
3: hole, aren't you? <laughs> totally. People look at me and they say, there goes Nick the mass hole from North Carolina.
0: That's us, and uh, we are here, of course, to talk about the 2022-2023 Boston Bruins. We will occasionally get off topic, and sometimes I let that chaos happen for a little while. But, you know, I'll try to rein it in a little bit, but it's actually more interesting when we talk about, like, various random things. Like how Tim is goth-adjacent now, because he watches all of the gothy things. (laughs) Damn, <laughs> am and he, it, it's been a fun ride it, yes and and how he he has done a deep dive into the darkness that is the dc universe oh, it's,
2: it's so dark dc dc universe might be goth adjacent as well
0: oh it's very entrenched in it yes yes it is and and i i myself love the marvel because i'm optimistic <laughs> uh, anyway um, so we talk about those various other things and that's fun so let's get into it boys let's talk about this roster yeah so at this point it looks like and I'm uh, you know I'm going to read off a bunch of names here but th- this is by no means the lines okay some of them might be the lines but not. I don't know so we've got Taylor Hall Patrice Bergeron Jake DeBrusque Pavel Zaka David Krejci David Posternock, Trent Frederick, Charlie Coyle, uh, Craig Smith, I had to remember, because I wrote down the numbers instead of the names, because I'm so smart, Jakob Lauko, Thomas Nosek, A.J. Greer, and of course we have uh, Brad Marchand and Jack Studnika. I put Marshy because, well, we know that he's going to be heading to IR or something, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, then we have um, Hampus Lindholm. Brandon Carlo, Jakob Zaborl, Derek Forbert, Connor Clifton, Matt Grislick, and uh, Charlie McAvoy, who's also heading to IR. And then we have Linus Ulmark and Jeremy Swayman. Now, that doesn't answer all of the questions because we don't know what's going on with uh, the PTO of Anton Stralman, And we probably won't know today.
1: And likewise, we don't actually know what the team's plans are for three notables who got put on waivers yesterday. Um, that would be, um, in decreasing a um, uh, list of, re- of relevance, um, Mike Riley, uh, Nick Foligno, and Chris Wagner. I'm still a little both surprised and unsurprised about the Riley one. He
0: had some moments in the two preseason games that I saw him in that he looked really good. And then there were some moments where he just
1: blew it. His, here's the thing. His game is well suited for the stuff that Montgomery is talking about trying to do, Mm -hmm. but he's also pretty redundant skill set. And now I've been thinking about it since he went on waivers. And the big red flag is with McAvoy and Grizzly not playing, there was a wide open opportunity for a defenseman on the power play. Riley should have been the guy.
0: But instead, it seemed like it was uh, Jakob Zborl.
1: Lindholm. Oh, it's been, been getting the practice reps on, on PP on power play one.
0: Oh, okay. I was thinking about preseason games that I saw Zborl take over that. So, okay, Lindholm. Well,
1: okay, yeah. It's one being is like I thought last year that Riley should have been getting more. Who should have been getting more power play time than than was, which is objectively true. Grislik is you know a puck mover who doesn't score, whereas Riley's a puck mover who does. <laughs>
0: right, but he was hampered by that ankle injury which he had for like a couple of years before really getting it.
1: And and apparently being one of the increasingly list of players who were were clearly like having some serious issues with Cassidy, which I guess we'll get to that in a bit later because more more information come out in the last few weeks on that. <laughs> okay. Um. So, I don't know what the plan there is with Riley because you really think that uh, he would have been a player you could have moved.
2: In theory, yeah, you would think he'd be, at least for like a low round traffic. Like, for future
1: considerations, least. right? Like, he's not one that should have required a sweetener, unlike, say, certain other players. You know. um,
0: could you get him? Could you trade him for a prospect that's a center? Not one that's likely to be relevant, <laughs> right? I mean, I I always think there are teams out there like Arizona, although nobody it looks like is trying to make the the cap floor this year. Um, there are teams like Arizona who are always like going like we're going to trade Chickren, we're going to trade him, and they're going to need somebody to to replace him. You know, not that I'm saying that we are going to trade for Chickren. I'm just saying like there there are teams out there who need a defenseman who can work on the power play, who can move the puck around, who can actually score. I mean, he's got a very useful sc- skill set.
1: Like, they, they made a um uh, a, a waiver claim on uh, Flame's former first-round pick, Yusuf Alamaki, but, like, I don't think he's really known for being much of a puck mover either. Oh, great. <laughs> so I don't understand, really, what's going on there, but, like, no one understands what's going on in Arizona <laughs> like i you used to fun? suspect i used to suspect that the that the sabers were a big like we're a big hockey version production of the um, of the aristocrats but really it's obviously always been arizona hasn't
2: it <laughs> it's always it's always been arizona
0: i swear to god that arizona is
1: a money laundering
2: um, i was going to say yeah, the same thing
1: it's something I didn't like mean to that. say aristocrats. I wanted to say uh, producers. Rather. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I mean, like they all also kind of like listening to a really, really long version of the aristocrats as well. <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like the, just the things that you hear about Arizona, the the organization, and I, you like, you hear what they want to do, and then you hear what they do, and you're just like. What?
2: <laughs> but, Here, here's the I mean, thing about They wore about them.
1: matching suits to the draft.
2: <laughs> oh, yay. Here's the other thing about them. It, the, there's a few things about them too. Unfortunately, their um, peyote-coyote logo is one of the best logos in NHL history, and I love it. Unfortunate that it has to do with the Coyotes. And they're going to be the least popular team in an arena that they share with the ho- college hockey team in Arizona.
4: It's
1: a 5,000-seat <laughs> arena, and their name's not going to be on the ice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, guys, uh, it could be worse is what we're saying. It could always be worse.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, thanks for that moment of levity.
3: <laughs> I want to go to a game in Arizona.
0: Be prepared to spend a lot of money for cheap. Yeah, a, a zillion dollars to go because, like, to get for, in for, the building.
1: For a product that's not going to be worth that kind of money.
0: <laughs> to get in the building, if you bought tickets, like, when they were selling them, to get in the building, it was 100 bucks. Woo! Okay? And I know, like, look, I, I'm saying that as a Bruins fan, and it's like, well, yeah, Bruins tickets are stupid but it's a long running franchise that has some success and isn't playing in a 5000 seat arena so it's like so they're charging a 100 bucks to get in the door uh, and that's not even for good seats although there probably aren't really terrible seats there let's just be honest they're probably every seat's probably pretty good
1: yeah, generally, that's a, arenas that size don't have bad seats. Like, no. so, I mean, you know, corner end seats are always kind of squirrely, any arena. But, like, there's still only 5,000 of them. There's only one bowl. Right.
4: <laughs>
1: right.
0: I think if I were a an Arizona Coyotes fan, I would be upset at the, the amount of money it takes to get in the door. Uh, if I wanted to see a game. As a Bruins fan who travels to see the team sometimes... I'm thrilled that $100 gets me in the door.
1: <laughs> and for what well, would unequivocally be a unique experience. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: I, oh, you yeah. know what? You know what, Nick? I take it back. You're right. We should go to those games. We should we go should. to a game out there. I actually wanted to go when they were at uh, in, in Glendale, but um, we did not make that leg of the road trip. But that's okay. Um, you're right. You're right, Nick. On this podcast, we admit where we're wrong.
2: <laughs> and, and you'll probably have the arena to yourself, so that's the other cool
1: part about it. <laughs> I mean, like five thousand seats, they'll fill it. But like, how much of it'll? I don't. know Yeah, they'll fill it. But like, how could they not? Is this isn't. We're not talking about Florida here.
0: Mm. Mm. Is that I mean, a five
1: thousand. Yeah, I my... just got home. <laughs>
0: Well, hello, (laughs) Maddie. Jeff's also a new father, by the way.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes. So so if I I descend into gibberish, it's because of lack of sleep, just to be clear. (laughs) I I, I promise I'm not having a stroke. (laughs) Okay. I think. All right. All right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, okay. So getting back to the original point, it's, you know, it's. It's surprising that Mike Riley has uh, maybe cleared. We don't know.
1: Not for a couple hours anyway, y'all. You know.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I was checking all day yesterday just to make sure that we would find out or not. Because I was just like, ooh, something is happening. It's so weird. Uh, and then, you know, of course, we're not going to find anything out until well after the fact. But that's okay.
1: The other things about the guys on waivers is, you know, a couple weeks ago, a week like a week ago, Montgomery said that he's like basically said that Wagner had made the team, but then again, he also said that about McLaughlin a week before that. So Monty's figuring it out as he goes, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Just don't hold him to it. Is, is basically it.
0: I was surprised that Mark McLaughlin went to Providence. He had a really good camp.
3: I don't think that's going to be a long trip.
2: No. Neither no was
3: it like only what 90 minutes or so from boston
2: oh god no
3: that's not a long trip at all no it's like 45
0: it's 45 to an hour oh
3: 90
1: minutes is a day with pretty bad traffic not apocalyptic but pretty bad yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the bad traffic is mostly on the boston end there yeah it's 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 not going to be terrible like getting out of boston is usually easier than getting into boston (laughs) <laughs> like if, yeah. in the morning if in the morning getting out of boston is usually easier than getting into boston so usually but rush hour here as i like to tell people is like uh like five to nine or five to ten and it's not one hour it is multiple hours that's rush hour it takes an hour to get to boston from boston remember hmm Um, Yeah, so it's not it's not a long drive. There's nothing wrong with being in Providence. But we just thought that kid has got it going right now. And I know they want him to work on some some points uh, to his game, you know, some some issues in his game. But it's like, damn, I don't think he's gonna be down down there that long. So uh, so that'll be that'll be good to see him. I like his enthusiasm. Mm
4: -hmm. and
0: It's fun to root for a hometown kid. We've had so many of them, but
1: and a few of them are real hard to root for. Sorry, Tim <laughs>
4: oh.
0: <laughs> 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 so those other those waiver transactions could be just paper transactions, like Jeff said. Because they've gotta to wait to be able to put Marshy and, and McAvoy on IR because uh, to start the season because they're they're injured and uh still recovering and aren't due back until sometime in November. Uh is talking about Thanksgiving.
1: Hmm. Yeah, the and they were just saying that they're still talking that for McAvoy based on the comments from uh from Media Day, which is ongoing as yes, we record, so you know. Um but I guess, anyway, based on the waivers, we can conclusively say three players who were sort of on the fringe, one of whom had an awful, awful fucking camp, no less, appear to have made the team, at least for now. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, AJ Greer. Oh, was so... phenomenal in camp. Where the hell did this guy even come from? <laughs> I mean,
0: he's got all the things that Tim's going to like, right? He he's truculent. He got 17 penalty minutes in that first game (laughs) on one incident.
2: (laughs) That's the type of thing that'll do something to a man.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like uh, it's like, it's hard not to root for him, the person. And you know how I am. I like the person as well as the player. I mean, this is a guy who has admitted to having mental health struggles and thinks that, you know, it's, we should promote, the idea of mental health and getting
1: better and and well because he, he's been a bit of a fuck up in the past too a couple of years ago there was a thing it was him and and sonny milano got in some legal trouble in long island in the offseason i don't remember the details too
0: yeah i thought it was like a potential assault of some kind
1: but yeah it was just the initial report and then i never heard anything about it ever again
0: well the charges <laughs> got dropped Um, Uh,
1: (laughs) i think there was like like,
0: some video corroborating something they said and they got dropped
1: anyway you read some of the comments he's given to some media and stuff this guy's got the fire in his belly yep he is he is an easy player to root for by the sounds of it (laughs) right
0: right so it's really nice and of course uh we've got studnika who he has to clear waivers to get down to Providence, but it looks like he's made the team. He's,
1: he's, he's been doing the things he needs to do. Everyone seems happy with him, so that's great. And compare it to another, you know, prospect who was make or break this year, who has already been on waivers, that is to say, Steen, who had an awful camp and as a result got waived some time ago.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: He had, like, he had that shorthanded goal, and it was great, and then...
1: Yeah. And then lastly, Thomas Noshek, who had a truly a truly an abominable camp. Like his first game of camp was sort of one of those things that usually serves as a career ender. Something like a fourteen percent X goal percentage against the Flyers prospects.
0: Oh yeah, because they didn't really play anybody in that game.
2: <laughs>
3: Doesn't matter, Thomas Nosek lives, baby. He lives. <laughs> I, can why, I can tell you why he lives. Okay. Bergeron, Krejci, Stunika. What do all these centers have in common? They shoot right.
0: And he's a Nosek.
3: well. Yeah. <laughs> no sex is, is the only lefty center. Uh, well,
0: that's why. Oh, well, yeah. That's why Corelli is useful. That's why.
3: I'm oh, here. and uh, Coyle. Coyle also yeah, is yeah. a um, righty. Sorry, I know I was, like, yeah. I was forgetting one guy. So, yeah, he's the only guy who has played center and shoots left. On the well, ground. that's
1: just it. Like, I mean, there are other guys who are natural centers have played some NHL center, who but they're all lefty. But they're lefties, and all of them are pretty bad at the dot. We're talking mm-hmm. Zacha. Marshawn is technically a natural center. No, yeah, he played center centering junior. I, anyway, I, I, but... I know, but I'm just saying no. <laughs> no. Um, and like Frederick, who may or may not have actually, actually, we'll get to Frederick. Frederick's in a weird sort of netherland, I think. <laughs> oh, I know we
0: have. We we have people who love love Freddie, and I hate 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 to say negative things about Freddie.
3: But he had, a, he had a bad camp. Uh, that, Can I share that... a funny story about Frederick? Okay, Trent Frederick, a a buddy's buddy of mine, um, thought Trent Frederick was like European,
4: <laughs> well, and you... so he always
3: said, and in he's like your typical like Boston fan. It's like if. You know, one veteran has one bad game. Oh, you need to bring up the youth people, especially if they can fight. So he always said, "Trent, Frederic, Like, no, it's it's Frederick. He's from Saint Louis.
1: <laughs> they just like lost the K somewhere along the way there. Yeah. Couldn't afford, couldn't afford it on 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 their um uh, their their letterhead or some point or something.
3: Yeah, I'm like that's he's he's American. He's he's just a dude.
0: Oh, I always assumed that he was probably French Canadian. Or French descent, Frederick? Fre- I guess French- there
3: you go. It could, it could be French-Canadian. I mean, it
1: wouldn't have to be French-Canadian to be from St. Louis, right? You know, that would. there were... But yeah, anyway, I don't know.
0: No, I mean, I just always thought... Uh, I mean, look, I get it. You lose letters along the way in the immigration process. We might have lost an M- uh, N, but I, I can't confirm that uh, anywhere in, in the ancestry records. But, But anyway he is not he is not he's not european although that's really funny to
3: think that he is like who the hell are you talking about frederick like who who are you talking about man oh yeah frederick oh frederick frederick oh yeah okay fine that's yeah, the guy it. from missouri yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's you know what i'm replacing the c with a q u e now frederick <laughs> <laughs>
3: That reminds me. Jake DeBrusque, his last name is Spanish up, uh, for of brusque. Also French for of brusque, incidentally. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is a fight I want to see. I mean, I said also, not not instead of. Oh, I, mean, I, like, I know, but but Nick wants to fight <laughs> for this.
2: I'm going to allow it. You fight. But, but have we thought about Jake DeBrusqueque? <laughs> <laughs> the with
3: a <laughs> Who else could we do this to? This is gonna be this is gonna this is gonna be my thing for the for the season.
2: okay. All right. He's gonna eke everyone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Marsanique. Okay. Uh um uh, Koilique. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's a, I like that one. That was colique. good. Colique. colique. it sounds like a fancy way to say colic. Colique. <laughs> so we should get back to what we were talking about. Which does anybody remember what that was?
2: <laughs> the roster
0: we were about to. This is, uh, Frederick
1: was where we were. Yeah. So. Well, and the, there's the things because, like, he talked early in camp about how he needed to figure out what he was going to be, and then he proceeded to be nothing.
0: Yeah, I gotta tell you, I was kind of expecting Freddy to be, um, a waiver. Um.
1: <sighs> Maybe they're certain he would get claimed, and so they're trying to hold off on that. But, like, eh? Mm. I know that
0: th- there are aspects of Freddy's game that I enjoy. I really love the stupid, boneheaded, like, I'm going to go mess with some guy.
1: But, like, that <laughs> lasted, like, 15 games, right? Yeah. And, like, some of that was great. His chirping a Suban was timeless. But, like, from what I've read from some of the writers, he got real. The team pulled him back after that business with with the with, with Vetchkin, which I don't really. It's like. It's like, why, I mean, he shouldn't have gotten in in, in a penalty for that cross-check anyway. For, for he like he, he, he goaded and got himself bagged. Um, he, that was a trade. Like, Frederick wasn't important on the ice, but it's more important to get Ovechkin get, get off, so I don't really understand why the team is upset about that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, let Freddie be—if that's true, they should just
1: let him do what he does. Like, But at the same time, it looks like Greer might be better at being Frederick than Frederick is.
2: Which is fine. Let let Greer be the junkyard dog. We need someone to be it. Someone's got to do that stuff.
0: <laughs> For some reason, the the song, uh, the theme song from Sanford and Son just popped into my head when you said that. <laughs> 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 As Scrubs fans, we all appreciate that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um. Yeah, so look, I, I'm frustrated with Frederick. I'm frustrated with Coyle. I'm frustrated with Craig Smith. That line where they can do some good defensive stuff. They're just not really good at uh the scoring stuff that you would want from a third line. I mean, our top two lines are probably going to be really nice. I mean, like,
1: the problem with that line, really, I mean, they looked great through, like, March, but, like, again, I think Craig Smith's just a guy that really likes the month of
2: March. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) Craig Smith, a guy who's really jazzed for March.
3: He's a Craig Smith spring guy. (laughs) Maybe he's a leprechaun and just comes alive around St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) (laughs) His eyes are green. There you go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Craig Smith spring guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not too spring you get to April it's like eh, I'll just gear down a little here unfortunately <laughs>
0: <laughs> Craig Smith
1: pre-spring
0: guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was in Nashville for a while so March is decisively spring there I assume um.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah all right um yeah i i just uh i i first of all i forgot that craig smith is 33 so maybe he's just on the downward trend now and that's not great well no honey you're on an upward trend all the time oh thanks (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They sometimes call me the den mom (laughs) (laughs) Anyway uh, Yeah so I mean what is that fourth line going to look like guys And not that it's super important To be talking about fourth lines all
1: the time So the harder question is what exactly Is Lauko on the roster for real Or is he just sort of present right now For Cap Shenanigans
2: True
0: I mean he'd have to Would he have to clear
2: no. 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 Okay. And he had a pretty, a pretty kind of terrible year last year in Providence. But he so had a like, solid camp, enclosed camp,
1: really strong, right?
2: That's true too.
1: So uh, I guess the big question is, what exactly is Lauko doing here? Incidentally, if Lauko makes the team, this is like the checkiest team this team's ever been.
0: Oh my god! I saw a picture the other day of uh, of Pavel Zaka. And Jakub Zboril walking together into the building for the seventh uh, for this the game on Saturday, and I was like, "Oh my God, the besties!"
1: Ah! Well, what was it? Zboril joked that when uh, Zaka, Zaka was traded, he he texted Zaka's like, "We're gonna have to get bunk beds, dude." Yep. <laughs> but like, if, if Lauko makes a team, that's uh, that's a uh, an astonishing six
2: checks on this team.
0: Wow. It's an exciting time to be alive,
2: guys. <laughs> you could really say the Bruins are checking all the
1: boxes. Oh! <laughs> just to give you some idea for comparison, um, not counting the three guys that went on waivers, that's uh, more checks and more checks than Canadians, and um, uh, uh, basic and uh, slightly fewer checks than Americans on this team. Yeah, and then of course there's just the one Swede, No, two, I guess, Lindholm. Right, forgot it, Lindholm. Maybe three. We'll see what happens with Strawman. I can't count. How <laughs>
0: can you forget about Lindholm? How can you forget... I'm trying to make a big end re- uh, uh, reveal here. How can you forget about Lindholm?
1: I mean... Ampus. Like, um, Five-week-old baby. We'll go with that as my excuse.
2: Baby brain. It happens. Mm-hmm.
1: You've been
0: wanting him on this team for years.
2: And you finally
0: got him.
1: Five-week-old infant. Brain cooked.
0: (laughs) I, I, okay, I understand, I understand. By the way, (laughs) my big reveal was my new Shurzy.
1: Pretty sad. It's nice. (laughs) Yes.
0: It is the correct 27. As opposed to the incorrect. We're going to have to update Jeff's Shurzy game. We'll have to get him a new. Who's the Who's uh, the last twenty-seven?
2: Certain... Oh, oh, John Moore. Oh, geez. Okay.
3: John oh. Less.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Make twenty-seven great again. <laughs> when
3: I got into the Bruins, that was two thousand two. So of course twenty-seven is uh. Glenn Murray? Glenn Murray to me, yes, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, twenty seven was also Dougie. Ugh. Yes, yes. Murray is better, but it's yeah. it's yeah. it's
0: threadbare.
2: Yeah.
1: Just, oh, it was also Eric Weinrich for a season there, Tim.
2: It definitely was <laughs> the greatest hockey player to ever live.
1: That hockeyreference.com dot
0: com <laughs> Bruins sweaters numbers is one of my favorite sites to look it's at.
2: I, I have that one
1: bookmarked. So, yeah, I,
0: I love it. I just I like. All this stuff I don't know
1: about players I've never seen, but it's great because it covers all the <laughs> all the we all, all the ones we guys wear a number like once during a call up season. Yep, <laughs> yep. Like Lucic. Like or...
2: Lucic in '68. Yep,
1: yep. So, um, yeah.
0: So I love it. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, I I will forgive you for forgetting about Lindholm this once, but if it happens again, by the way, what's his number again, Jeff?
1: Don't look. Don't look. We were just talking about it. My I, 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 I. Squirrel. Okay. Um. <laughs> Jakublauko's number. I have no fucking idea.
0: Anybody? It
2: was thirteen in Providence. Don't
0: look it up, Nick.
3: I'm going to randomly guess, and I'm probably going to be wrong because there's a lot of numbers. Okay. Interesting. I am going to uh, guess. Uh. Uh. uh Sixty-seven.
2: That's Zaborl.
3: My mistake.
2: I want it to be something weird like... It is weird. It's, it's 94. He is the youngest oh, Bruin to
1: ever wear 94. That uh, is a weird number. I'm a, fan. a he's weird the, number. The, He's also only the fifth Bruin to wear a number 90 or above. The others being oh, um, it. It. Be, 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 being being Marcus, Johan, Marcus Johansson, Mark Savard, Michael Nylander, Guillaume Fab, and Noshik.
2: I, I absolutely love it. Honestly that's that it's decent company
1: and then some guy.
4: <laughs>
1: so <laughs> hey. Not no shit I'm referring to this Guillaume the Fab guy who I've never who played in 2010 needs, and I've never heard of him before. <laughs> Guillaume needs love too.
2: Never heard of him either.
0: <laughs> so uh yeah, I um I I wrote down all the players' numbers, right? So that's why I was like like, wait a minute, is it Jakob Loco we have a lot of Jakobs <laughs> as well. It lots feels like of it checks <laughs> and lots of Jake's. So there we go. First of all, can we just say one thing that checking line, check King line. I like that. Um, oh my God. Zaka crazy and pasta. I know that hall is supposed to be there, but Oh, I love that line.
1: You know what? We may actually keep seeing that, at least till Marshy comes back. But when Marshy comes back, it almost has to get broken up, because we know Hall does not work with Coyle. Yes, yes, I know. Hall, Coyle, Smith, we saw that as a second line last year, and it was fucking hopeless. (laughs) Coyle was producing, and the others were just, like, along for the ride at the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Taylor Hall and Zaka... Going back and forth if you have to between the, the top two lines. That's fine. But I just, I love all the checks on the one line. It's so fun. I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: I like two thirds of them.
0: Oh, I know, honey. I know. I know. Pavel Zaka's number?
1: Doesn't matter.
4: Oh. Oh,
1: that number, huh? 18. You're supposed to say it. 18, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Riley uh,
4: Smith. Yeah. And
1: Sagan. It's no, one of Sagan those was nineteen. Was he? Yes. Uh,
0: That's Johnny Beecher's number. Who's not on this team right now?
1: And probably DACA, be. Greg McKeg, Brett, uh, um, ah! uh, Brett Ritchie, at least. Kenny Agostino, Riley Smith, Nathan Horton. I knew there was someone that was on the Cup team that was eighteen. I had the I had the wrong right wing. My bad. <laughs> mm.
0: Gregory McKeggery.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> An arm I arm for a leg him. and a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. So so anyway, I'm I'm excited I'm a lot more excited than I thought I would be, uh, about the team because like I just I saw that line. Each member of that line scored against the, the Rangers and it was great. And we turned that game off for a while because we were like, Oh, this is not looking good and then we came back and they had already scored, but it was beautiful, all of them. Um, you know, uh, I like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I like the way that like, uh looks coming into camp in the respect that he's smiling. Like last year, he was so, he looked like he was just too down in the dumps.
2: Very brooding.
1: Yeah, very- Which is life- interesting because it was his first, that was his first camp, his first healthy camp in years last year, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but the team was <clears throat> very different. Um, if you had doubts going into last year, I don't blame you. Yeah, I think, I think
1: we've learned this summer that he and Krejci were closer than I think's ever been let on before. Because, mm-hmm. like, in the past, I've seen it suggested in the media that they weren't buddies. They were, you know, stoic colleagues. But uh, that may not be the case before we I learned know. this summer. I think
0: that Krejci is more complicated than we give him credit for. And I think
1: Bergie, like... Books could. be. Or he's probably more sentimental than him. we give him credit for. Is but it maybe it's part of it. There.
2: <laughs> That's that could be true.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I learned about Bergy this year? He oh. has a lot of ink. He yeah, like he does. All across here, all down his legs, like the top parts of his legs, his thighs and stuff. He's got a lot of ink.
3: It, it's a, it's definitely a sports thing. Like you get your first tattoo, and then it just it, it, you you want them all.
0: Well, I also look at it this way. If the guy played through that game six, was it, against Chicago, where he had a punctured Punctured lung lung. and they had to shoot him up with some icy thing to make his nerves not fire off every time he moved. Um, And he had like, he had like
2: broken ribs, separated shoulder.
0: Yeah, all those different things. If he played through all that, a tattoo is nothing and like True. 500 tattoos is very much nothing. So he's very tough. But still
2: he's very like you when you see him if you didn't know he if you didn't know he had ink you wouldn't expect it because he seems very clean cut and buttoned up and stuff like that. Exactly.
0: Let's get back to the playing stuff. I think Having either Taylor Hall or Paul Vazaka on his left side, that's going to be good. Uh, although, yeah, I think mean, they would keep Jake on the right, wouldn't they?
1: They've got to. There's not enough – we don't have enough players that are up to playing on the right side at present for to move Jake around. And let's face it, his top-to-bottom most most effective place ever, even even those early good early seasons on Krejci's left, have been on Berkey's right. Okay. All right, I think so, that's locked that's locked in at least until Lysel makes the team. Right. Right. <laughs> which of course did not even come close to happening this preseason. <laughs>
2: right. No, people were talking about it, but no, yeah, that that didn't that didn't come which is fine. He's like young. Give give him time to like progress. Like I know I know he's a good prospect and people wanna see him play with Boston as soon as possible, but give him time to kinda get there. He'll get there. I think he's like one of the players that will. Like there are players that don't get there and you will always you'll still be waiting for them to get there. I don't think he's going to be one of those players. I
0: think
1: he will get there.
0: He'll he'll get call ups, but I think McCawlin's going to get called up for him.
1: Don't you think? It depends on I think it all depends on the role there are. There are, but also last if he plays under 90 under 9 uh, games this season, he his his uh, he, he gets a uh, he, his uh, contract get, gets uh, some slid. slid, right? So if he um, he'll make it spot call ups, but unless he really shows, they're not going to give him a tenth game.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so it's not like Lysel was sent back to juniors. I mean, I don't think they could have.
1: But I mean, he can, he's, he's, he could have. He's only nineteen. He, he, okay. he could go back. He could go back to to, to Vancouver and Vancouver in the dub. But. Because he's not obligated to, because he wasn't drafted out of the dub, this team deems it better for him to be in in the AHL this season.
0: Okay. Which I would agree with. and, And that's fine. Guess what? Boston fans, if you want to see Lysel play, if you're around the area, go down to Providence. If not, get a subscription to the AHL TV. Then you can see him play. OK,
1: and like this is a rare thing getting to see players with that much skill that young in the AHL. It's sort of like when Pasta played in the AHL Ugh. for half the season when he was 18. You don't get to see this. So jump on that. Man, you, you, you
3: just took my argument or my the point I was going to make. Well yeah. Said.
0: yeah, I mean, it, it takes nothing to get down to Providence. And like I said, if you can't get to Providence, you can do it on the AHL TV. So I, I was able to see Pasta in his uh, first year in Providence and. I knew right from the get-go that kid was not going to be in Providence very long. So, um because he just had a different skill set than everybody else on his team. His line mates were Jordan Curran and Coco. Oh. Oh,
4: oh.
2: oh Coco.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this team is not quite set yet, but uh
2: Starting think sheet.
0: We'll certainly know more tomorrow, but that doesn't help us today recording a podcast.
1: <laughs> I, I, so, Riley waved, assuming they sign Strawman. Mm-hmm. Defensive group for the opener is probably a undetermined combination: Lindholm, Strawman, um, uh, Carlo, Clifton, Saboral, Forbort. Right. So. Right, and-
0: Grizzlick, depending on how he's doing it, taking contact in camp, will be back very soon.
1: So the question there is who gets bumped out of Grizzlick's baby when Grizzlick's back then. I'm assuming it's Cliffy.
2: Cliffy Hockey, yeah. I mean the the controlled chaos that is Cliffy Hockey, um, it, it's really good for a few games. Cliffy
1: hockey's a known commodity right now, but we have to remember before his knee injury, Zaboral had out competed cliffy and cliffy was re- was relegated to it was relegated to the press box already right
4: and
2: yeah, it was, yeah. That, it was a knee injury
1: that it was knee injury that saved cliffy's season
2: <laughs> yeah
0: i yeah. i say you got to you've got to play Taboral now you got to play a so Yeah he you know he made a mistake the other night and i know he kicked himself for it but i'm like that mistake you guys were already losing like the fact that you couldn't stop the guy from getting the empty net goal is not a big issue. Like shake it <clears> off, <throat> dude. You're fine.
2: You know? And it's taken it's taken so long to get Zboril to this point. I mean, I've I we gotta see what he we gotta see what he has. He uh you got it. Again,
1: like I remember when I saw him in his draft here, he was worlds better than in than Shabbat. And that's why I have always stood by that pick this kid
0: has battled back like he had like an uh, a sleep disorder obviously depression and anxiety from that sleep disorder
1: getting probably contributed some of his early character issues and work Mm -hmm. and work ethic
0: right he used to play video games and do all these things now he's into a routine where even when he's on the road it's like he's like in bed reading a book going to sleep at the same time, waking up at the same time, doing like the same routine things all the time, but it makes him a better hockey player. So, um, and that's what he needs to concentrate right now. There is plenty of time in his life that he can play video games and be doing all the things that adults get to do when they don't have hockey careers, right? So he realizes that this is his time. He wants to make it good. And guess what? I am right behind him. I am like, yes, let's do it. So I want to see the kid play. I think he's showed a lot of poise this camp. OK, so I want to see him play. We know what Connor Clifton is. And Connor Clifton, guess what? He's a million dollars in his last year and he could be tradable
1: Honestly, if they found they didn't need him and wanted the roster spot, yeah, they absolutely could get him to, get get a get a, a fourth or a fifth form at the deadline. If if someone wanted the Cliffy hockey experience, which again is fun, but it will take your life away from time to time. I, and not in a good way.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I love Cliffy. I do, but I, I
1: just I I feel like
4: it's He's the a seventh time.
1: defenseman who's been forced into the top six way more than needed is what it is. He is the quintessential seventh defenseman. Okay, we need a, j- a jolt of energy. Anarchy!
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I, I will miss about Cliffy Hockey, he has a hell of a wrist shot for a defenseman. That thing's fucking accurate. It's a laser. Just, like, I, like he should... It, in shootouts, they should use him because that wrist shot, top corner, every time. Okay. Anyway,
0: okay. I think you as should... a
3: direct de- league defenseman, I just find that amazing.
0: <laughs> Email Jim Montgomery now, tell him, okay?
3: Use a shot,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Jim uh, Montgomery at main I, mean, <laughs> <of your laughs> I wonder if
1: <laughs> Clifton's the sort of defenseman that would be a very interesting converted to a fourth-line forward.
4: Hmm.
1: Now a, a lot of players, that doesn't work for, but he, I've always wondered, it's like, you know what, being Anarchy and Ice is what being a fourth-line wing's about. <laughs> Email that too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say something to VA, to follow up on what you said about Bergeron, like, smiling and looking more, uh, looking happier. It seems like and maybe this is just me thinking this, it seems like general morale and um, <laughs> it, it, it seems like general morale and stuff with the team seems overall better than last year. Like, Like, it seems like, I don't know, the chemistry, the morale, everything just seems better than it was last year. And maybe that's just me looking into it or something, but that's what it seems like to me.
0: I think that Krejci coming back has been a big boon to them. Uh, I I feel like they're just like, uh, they have two solid centers down uh, the top two lines, whatever there it's going to be a, 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 a line one, a one B situation again. And that's fine. Um, those players have thrived under those situations before. So it's fine. And I just feel like, you know, this could be the last hurrah for both Bergeron and Krejci. And maybe they just want to have some fun. Have some fun with it. Krejci, if he's healthy, he'll get to a thousand games this year with the Bruins, which is
1: uh, Very, pretty early on. too. He's not that far off, right? Um, I don't know how
0: many games. Um, uh, I know it, this year we'll do it and that'll be good. Um, and like, you know, if if he's I at 960, he's at 962. OK, so that is 38 games. Right. So that's totally doable. Totally doable. Um, and that'll be a good honor for him. And I just feel like, you know, not to say that not uh, the Stanley Cup isn't the ultimate goal. It is the ultimate goal. But I feel like they're just kind of like, you know, we're going to take this one day at a time, one game at a time. Let's just enjoy what we've got, you know, and we'll work toward our goal. Right. Take the pressure off a little bit. Enjoy it and just keep um, pushing to succeed. That's the way I interpret it. Um, And and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm so sick of hearing Sound bites of like, you know, people saying, Well, the ultimate goal is the Stanley Cup and blah 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 blah. And they all say the same thing. And we all know that. We don't need you to tell us that again. But I look at the body language, you know, creche's happy to be back. Pasta's really happy that Creechy's back. You know? Um uh, like there's just there's a little bit of a lightness. I mean, pasta is saying that he's feeling the best he's felt in years. Like he's had no injuries, his mental health is good. You know, his body feels good and he's, he's ready to play. You know, he had a fun summer. Uh, of course, Marshy, Marshy is just hilarious, you know, in all of the, the behind the scenes things that you see of him, you know, of course he's not going to be playing until Thanksgiving or after and, and who knows what Marshy's going to be like, but, um, you know, I hope he comes back strong and everything. And I, I I worried a little bit about Bergie not having Marshy because that's been, a pair that has played together a lot, and I think that Bergy, of course, is really adaptable, and he makes everybody who plays beside him better. Unless you're Riley Smith and completely uh, inconsistent.
2: <laughs> I, I I wanna I think also I really like so far Jim Montgomery. Like I not that I hated Cassidy, I loved Cassidy too, but I don't know. Jim Montgomery, he's just—I like him, and it's—it's and it's in a different way. I just kind of—I like how he's how he's handled himself so far to start, you know, with media and everything like that. And he's done an interview or two on local radio here um, because obviously he went to Humane, so he he did the round, made the rounds, but he—I um, don't know. I think he's going to be successful with the Bruins, and uh, it's hard not to root for him.
0: Well, I'm still not over the Cassidy thing. I'm going to just admit it. I'm just not over it yet.
1: The only thing I'll say is it does sound like this team may have been edging real close to player insurrection with Cassidy, based on the number of players that have come out almost exclusively to fluto which i suppose is increasingly a bit of a red flag because fluto's turning into a bit of a mouthpiece you know in the absence of a relevant integrity uh (laughs) oh god um but like you know obviously jake but also carlo and riley and and frederick and felino i think are they it or is there anyone else that's coming in that's come up in this regard
0: I don't think I think that's that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I still think that Krejci won't say it, but I think the reason why he decided to play in in Czechia last year was Cassidy related.
1: I think so too. It, it, it edged him to do it. Then is probably what it is because like that doesn't have to wait. He's still so far. He he he, he could be forty two and still probably be too good for that league. So like it didn't. It wasn't an urgent. It wasn't a pressing matter. But it sounds like he decided to come back before they'd, canned, before they'd canned him as well. Maybe just the notion's like, okay, he finally was willing to move Pasta down a line. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it probably was a realization that if he came back and centered the second line, in quotation marks, that Pasta would already be there and he had have Taylor Hall, who he had some beginning good chemistry with on his other side. So it was a good idea. I, I still think that the Cassidy move maybe maybe he thought he'd come back and then Cassidy was fired and he's like, oh, I'm definitely coming back. I'm I'm just going to be guarded about Montgomery. I, I know he's going to be good for the young guys, although I didn't think that Cassidy was terrible to the young guys, but I will tell you this right now. I do not trust Jake DeBrusque and all summer long I've been calling him that little bitch.
1: You <laughs> see, basically you don't like that, he's not owning his situation. Like, like, not. What do you? What do you mean?
0: I mean that he is the reason. He is the primary reason in my eyes that Cassidy was even looked at um, to be fired. Um, I think that the whole thing stems from his agent very publicly going out and saying, "Okay, um, Jake wants to be traded." You know, and that was before Jake ended up on the top line and everything worked out for Jake. Um, but he didn't rescind his draft, his uh, trade request until after Cassidy was canned. So it's like, it's very easy. Let's do this Occam's razor thing. It, it, Jake is the primary cause that, that he's not here anymore. All the other stuff. Yep, yep, yep. That factors. The are, uh, yeah,
1: the others are probably disgruntled but weren't vocal about it yet which is probably why cassidy got fired fired so long after the end of the season it wasn't until much later that sweeney had gathered the relevant information it's like okay it isn't just jake
0: <laughs> right right so it's like i think this other stuff is still i think it's a smear job on cassidy because boston does that they do boston media loves a smear job they really count
1: there's, they didn't do a. Sm- there was no smear job on Julie uh, on Claude when he left. Mostly because mostly because Sweeney clowned himself in the manner in which he fired Claude.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So,
0: look, uh, I think we all knew that Claude needed to go, and we were all reluctant because we didn't know how good it could be.
1: And mm-hmm. I all and I, yeah, I agree. And here, the only thing I'll say is, you know what? This team has had systems coaches for 15 years.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it is probably time for a, for a players coach in general. Teams, All teams go through these cycles, right? Right. Well, And this I'm- is one of the reasons I'm like, okay, well, again, still not convinced of firing Cassidy was the right move, although it kind of sounds like we were on the verge of him losing the room, maybe. Verge, not there yet. Which in which case, great that he got out in front. Of, that, that that Sweeney got out in front of it before it became a problem. If so, but you need to change these things. These things cycle. Most teams alternate between them, right? So the fact that we had two consecutive systems coaches is because they were both so good.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. But I I'm still going to retain the right to be mad.
1: I I
2: mean I think that's fair.
0: Um. I really like Bruce Cassidy. I really just, I, man, I mean, I I thought I loved Claude, but man, I just really love Bruce Cassidy.
1: But the only thing I'll say is like honestly like listening to like the like Monty's life story and listening to the way he talks about things like I don't get like this I would actually get that feeling of like, I run for a wall through a wall for this guy I can get why players like this coach and I don't understand it because i have never i have never responded to those signs, kinds of things that way
0: and here's <laughs> the thing that I find ironic normally I am that kind of gal I, <laughs> I, I i love that stuff and i am not i'm just not digging on it I'm just like, okay, fine. That's great. Moving on.
3: (laughs) I I will donate my hair to Jim Montgomery. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to
0: see a wig made with your hair for him. Nick has very long, luxurious hair. Oh, thank you. Yes well i mean you take care of it i i really don't like it when people grow their hair and don't take care of it one of the reasons why i went shorter again was i got tired of taking care of my hair my hair was long the last time you saw me in yes, it was. person yeah it was like mm-hmm. down my back and i was like uh i'm done i can't do this you know but um hey it's okay you know but yes i'm glad that you want to donate your hair to him put that <laughs> also in the email to him okay
3: oh yeah I'll let him know. Tell oh, him. P.S. I'll give you my hair.
0: Yeah, tell him winters <laughs> in Boston are cold. I feel like
1: that one might get you a restraining order rather than...
0: A... <laughs> oh, no. Jim's fine with it. He'll just think that Nick's just got alcohol problems or something.
3: <laughs> I, I do. Um, that's why I don't drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. You, you share something in common already. See? Yeah. <laughs> again
3: it's like how can i not like them like it's like i i I, I get it guys i i was gonna say we definitely
1: speak to you specifically nick i imagined yeah yeah
0: Yeah. so it's look it's fine you guys can go on and on and on and on about it It's, it's fine but we do have to tackle our annual tradition of predictions are you
1: ready I am ready to be wrong within the next couple of weeks. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because it's not a matter of if we're wrong, it's a matter of how quickly.
0: (laughs) All right. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, we did pretty well with some of them. Just as it got a little more esoteric, so did we. (laughs) All right, guys. Ready? Ready? Um, every year we do predictions for the year. We, I ask the guys a bunch of questions. Uh, I will actually post this on the Twitter, uh, Twitter page. Yes. I'll t- so people can play along if they want. But here we go. Uh, let's ask some questions and get some answers. I have Nick's answers, but Nick will tell me what the answers are just in the spirit of being fun. So Nick will go second after me. Um, all right. So, the first question was, it's a three-part question. Who will lead in? And the first question is goals. I put pasta. And Nick? Pasta. Right. So, Jeff, who's going to lead in goals this year? I mean pasta. Like, come
2: on. (laughs) Okay. And Tim? Tim? Um well no I'm just getting pasta. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. I half expect you to say Jake there,
1: Tim, just to, j- 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 just for the fuckery of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd
0: love it. I'd love it. Okay, who's gonna lead an assist? Um I said Craachy. Nick? C- Cranchy. Alright. I swear I didn't look at your thing, Nick, until after. Okay, okay. uh Jeff. Fergie. <gasps> oh Ooh, I love it. And Tim.
2: Yeah, Bergeron.
0: Okay. Split. All right, that's good. Uh, In points, I said pasta. (laughs) And Nick. I said pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff. Pasta.
2: Oh. And Tim. I mean, uh, I. Bergeron, I'm just doing it to be different. Every, I I'm, it's gonna be wrong. I think it's probably gonna be pasta, obviously. But I, doing the same things everyone else is boring. So we're going Bergeron.
1: I hate not being able to justify, say, Marchand for assists and points because those would almost always be the correct answers. I know, it, it feels so wrong. He's gonna miss two. gonna miss two months. I can't. And you can't. You can't do that unless and- he just absolutely goes Gonzo, which would be fun.
0: Yes. And we uh and uh, yeah. I I I felt like it was like I had a phantom limb honestly the here with these answers. Okay, so big question. Will the Bruins make the playoffs? I said yes. I had to think about it for a couple weeks though before I got there. All right. Nick.
1: Yes. Jeff. Absolutely. Anyone behind them are still paper tigers. Okay. And Tim.
2: Yeah, they will. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. So, where will they place in the Atlantic slash Fourth East, as we like to call them? I said third. Nick.
3: Wow. we, We disagree. Fourth.
0: Yes. Yes. Jeff.
1: Uh, vibes are off the charts here. I think second. <gasps> oh.
0: Shock the world. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, Tim. I just have
1: no faith in Tampa or Florida this season.
0: <laughs> oh, I love how he said Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay.
1: I said Tampa or Florida, but I anyway, know, but I just yeah. ran yeah. them together.
3: Yeah, yeah Tampa.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Tim?
3: Uh, I think third. See, I have no faith in Florida. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think – Kachuk's been so up and down, and I think
1: without Goudreau, he's going to disappoint. Yeah. Yeah, and – I also think Huberto's going to disappoint in Calgary. It'll be fun Mm because – it'll be fun to watch both of them faceplant, but anyway. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Well, also, I just – I don't know. Paul Maurice? Huh?
1: Yeah, that was a terrible coaching decision. I don't I, understand. I it.
0: just, no. I, I mean, man has
1: coached an obscene number of seasons and made the playoffs like four times.
0: I know. I know. That's the thing for me. And it's like. The,
1: the Canes Cup was during the Laviolette Interregnum in, in Carolina.
0: I, I just feel like Florida went all in last year and it didn't work out. And then they are rebuilding. It's just bizarre to me. So that's why I don't have much faith in them. But but Nick, I'm curious. You have the Bruins at fourth. So who do you have in 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 the top three besides
3: them. Tampa. excuse me. Uh Toronto, Tampa Bay, Ottawa. Bruins.
1: Oh, you're one of those people who believes in Ottawa. Ah, that Ottawa defense ain't gonna fucking do it. And Camp Talbot's out for out for a couple months to start the season, man. Oh, is he? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that.
0: Okay. What um hip or growing? injury during camp. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm. Um I um I think that Ottawa is close, but I don't think this is the year.
3: I also think our injuries to start off the season, it's it's going to lower the point total. Like, there's no— they Well,
1: think... yeah, but you know what? I think what it's going to do is going to get a lot of fan bases, specifically Ottawa and, and Detroit, really fucking hopeful.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And Bruins' start to the season is going to look bad, but it's going to be a mirage.
4: Mm.
3: I mean, I— I say, I agree, but we'll get to that later.
0: All right. So the bonus on this question is the point total. And if we recall last year, somebody was within one point. Using, using um um prices right rules, I actually won this. <laughs> Cause I guess under one point. I think they they were like one oh seven, I guess one oh six. It was great. Um okay, so I said a hundred. I think that's good. Uh, Nick, what did you say?
3: Um, 105.
0: And they're fourth. Wow. That's, that's a tough division.
3: You see,
1: I don't buy that because the bottom of the division, with the exception of Montreal and Buffalo, won't be that bad, which means the top teams will be lower point totals than last year. That's why I'm saying they're going to be second with 107. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. A tough division means the top teams have lower point totals, not higher.
3: <laughs> okay. I came real close to putting 101. I'm like, "Ah, 105."
0: Yeah, I was just, you know, I was feeling 100, which in a lot of cases is great, but you know, in this case it's like it's okay. Um, Tim.
2: $1. No, <laughs> um... <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: that, that
2: was the best bet
4: right there. He's gonna win. <laughs> um
2: I I think uh ninety-nine. Okay. Oh
0: this Ooh. is gonna be fun. Ooh. Okay, so is this the year that Charlie McAvoy will be a Nora's finalist? Uh I wrote no. Nick.
3: No, he's missing the third of the season. Point totals aren't gonna be there. Yeah. Um
1: I uh yeah, I I, I think he goes off when he comes back, but it won't be enough because okay. of the missed time.
0: All right. Well, you know, it's it's gonna be our like perennial question until he gets Nominated for Norris, so no, um, I, I, until, he win,
1: until he wins one in a season, he doesn't deserve it because that's how these things work. Okay, the well, Drew, yeah. you know, yeah, the, the the Drew Dowdy um, uh, way of
2: doing things.
0: But just <laughs> you know, just expect this question until then, okay? <laughs> um, uh, Tim.
2: Uh, no, I don't think he. I, the time missed will be too much.
0: All right. Okay, that's fine. Look, perfectly valid question to ask. Until the time when we don't have to ask it. And perfectly valid answer. Um, Alright, so who is going to win the seventh player? I don't know if this is a new question I put in there, but uh, I think it is. Ready? Want to hear my answer? Mark McLaughlin. Because <laughs> oh, I sat there and I was just like, no, nah, I'm feeling this answer. I'm feeling it. So...
1: If he comes back, makes the team quickly, you're probably right. The local boy, a local boy goes off. That's a, that's a shit walk in the park for that award. You've got a good point.
0: I think the fans dig this guy. So, so yeah. Now I, I love Nick's answer.
3: I think Brandon Carlo wins
0: it. I didn't even do that. That was Nick. That was Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everybody knows I love Brandon Carlo. He is my boy's of boys, You know, I love his dogs. You know, I just I love him. But I could not do that this year.
1: Uh, Jeff. So I uh, will start with I love the McLaughlin pick. Oh, I know. Huh? Uh, like and I, I hemmed and hawed on this one. I was like, he didn't make the team out of the gate, though. It's a risky pick. If he if he comes back quickly. Yes. The safe pick, I think, is Greer.
0: Oh, OK. yep.
1: With a possible runner-up to Saboro.
0: Hmm. All right. You know what? I'm going to give you both, and you can score on either because points don't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim, what do you think?
2: Well, Jeff stole my thunder a little bit. I was going to say A.J. Greer. Um, you can but say you're allowed, J. J. you're allowed to still say A.J. Greer. <laughs> say- I, I, I got to be the contrarian. Thomas Nosek.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm still putting down career too. It's okay. Okay, ready? Who will stand out, good or bad? Now, you, the, the, this question is, you can answer it one way. You can answer it both ways. It doesn't matter. There is no wrong way to answer this question. Okay. So if you had two answers for this, it's great. If you have one answer for this, that's great. That's fine. So, I had two answers cuz I thought, well, why not? Um I had Zaborol's going to have a great year. I believe in him. Okay? And my bad thing is uh Cliffy will not hold his playoff form.
3: So, I guess this, I I did it. I did three. One of them's a general team thing. I think inconsistent play to start the season. Uh, I think what will also stand out is how horrible Nick Foligno is. Um, And then we'll be reminded of how amazing pasta is. Really? I didn't reach for the stars there at all. Did you, Nick? (laughs) You know, I think pasta has like another 2019 like season where that of course got derailed because of COVID. I I mean, and he seems to be happier. He's a, you know, I'm sure he will always you, be grieving you, the loss of his kids, but I just you think, think
1: he's, he's... going to get that 50 goal season he was supposed to have, huh?
3: Correct. Like this is this
1: I mean that could have been that was on track that could have been a 60 goal
3: season. Like yeah. if he
1: went off if he went off at the end of the se- at the end of the season that didn't happen.
3: Mm-hmm. I think he regains like he's always he's magic, but he regains the the special sauce.
0: Pa- you know, pasta is just joy. He he is. He's just a joy to watch. And that's why I don't want to imagine a Bruins team without him. So, Jeff.
1: So, standout good. I think Swayman this season, remember his Swayman's numbers were solid but unspectacular last year. I think Swayman grabs the uh, the starter by the balls and becomes that top five, top five to ten goalie in the league that we all know he has the ability to be. Hmm. So as a result, over the season, we segue from a tandem to being a true starter and then an overpriced but solid backup in old Mark. Okay. Goalie hugs for everybody.
0: Oh, I cannot wait for goalie hugs. I'm so excited for goalie hugs. All right. That's good. That's a good thing. There we go. Timothy.
2: Okay. So I had um, good and bad. So okay. for my good, I was actually going to. I actually was saying, gonna say Omark. Everyone um, kind of bashed him a little bit last season um, for his play, and I just, for whatever reason, I, I just have a feeling that he's gonna have a better year and he's gonna be good. And I think the goalie, I think both goalies are gonna be really good. Just to kind of tie it together, I think it's gonna be like, like they, like, like m- maybe Jennings, good. Like they're they're I think they're gonna be good. And my bad, I think who's gonna stick out being bad for whatever reason. I think Coil. I just think that something. I just don't think it's gonna click for him this season. And I I just have a feeling that he's gonna have a bad year. I don't know why. I don't want it to happen because I like Coil, but it is what it is.
0: Okay. All right. That is uh that is a good amount of stuff that that those are good answers that's what i'm trying to say i'm sorry i'm distracted by my dog who's all of a sudden decided he needs to bark a lot mm. and he's right here say hi boomer you want to say hi okay that's fine yeah i would love it if uh Ulmark and Swayman still had like uh Jennings form. That would be great. I mean they'd never had it before, but they could. Uh I was hearkening. Uh, no! It is not time for you to speak. I gave you a chance and you said no. All right. Hold on your horses for a little bit. All right. So our final question is our bold prediction. This is where we shine, boys.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I have one bold prediction. Ready? Well, it's kind of a two-parter, but it's one one bold predict- uh, prediction. Stop it, Boomer. No. I said that Pasta is not only going to be nominated for it, but he's going to win the heart. Whoa. And he's going to have 60 goals. Damn. I know. I did it.
3: Man, my my bold prediction Seems pretty lame now But not really once I say it So I've been hinting at it I think, uh, so Carlo winning The uh, 7th player Because he finishes with a career high 10 goals And a career high, 16 assists (laughs) Which is, like, hey Along with his, like, amazing uh, Play on the the PK I think that makes him uh, win 7th player. And that's a hell of a second pairing defenseman. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. I predicted 10 and 15 last year, and no.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, really... don't I, I want... know. No, he swung the other direction on you last year, VA, and I'm sorry about that.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, now, you know what? He's gotta have a good year this year, because now my I'm all, like, all gaga for Lindholm. You know, with the silent movie star looks and the, the whole dread pri- pirate Roberts without the mask, kind of, you know, not I don't want to say attitude, but, you know, he just reminds me a lot of Wesley, and I I really dig that, and he's taller, and ah, uh, he he cooks, he does all sorts of things. I think it's I might just, just honestly be very... in love
1: with him. Honestly, like I think he's got a feature as hosting his own travel show when he's done too, based on some based on his, his pictures over the summer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that guy just living the the life, you know. But like, but Swayman just, just being
1: the ham being as hampest as he could possibly be and just having a time of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might I might have like a, a little bit of a love affair for him, but anyway,
2: it's okay. I do too. All
0: right, I think I think. Like, honestly, Jeff does too, but he won't say it, but that's okay. You know, sorry. Here we encourage men to feel however they feel. There is no wrong way to feel. But anyway, I'm okay. That's fine, Jeff. You just keep it, keep it quiet. It's fine. Whatever. I get it. So Jeff, that being said, what is your bold prediction?
1: Not just that pasta wins the um, uh, the, uh, w- 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 wins the Richard, but runs the fuck away from it. Just laughs in the face of Austin fucking Matthews and his weird nose. <laughs> runs
4: away. Just,
1: with it and... just demonstrates that having fashion, as opposed to looking like you've been run over by a Goodwill truck, is how one wins. Then wins the Richard. <laughs>
0: Austin Matthews and his weird
1: nose. In case new listeners. In case you didn't gather, I absolutely fucking despise Austin mm. Matthews and his stupid face. Not quite to the level of I hate Pat Max Patchy Pardon me while I spit on the floor. <coughs> but, <laughs> <laughs>
3: See, um, I hate Austin Matthews because he makes me feel old. Because I complain about his pants. That are always that I I view his pants. I'm like, oh, those are too high, and he doesn't wear socks with his dress shoes. That mustache makes him look dumb. He needs a beard like a me, my boomer friends. So that's why I hate um Austin
1: Matthews. Yeah, I, I mean just... that kind of that kind of overlaps a bit with mine. Just it's a bit more like self aware, I suppose.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: I yeah I I'm confused by him, and I also like I don't know. It's like, ew ew
1: Yeah. He's, he's, he's a little too Ron Jeremy's bastard son for my liking,
0: oh, mustache is
3: bad, i mean i i, ugh.
0: I mean Jack White didn't even want to admit his parentage there. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, I just, I feel like I have to say this publicly. I need to air my soul a little bit. I I am not an emo girl, okay? I have enjoyed some My Chemical Romance songs in the past, but I've always had a huge crush on Gerard Way. Okay.
3: I'm Googling him.
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You don't know who he is? He's, nope He's the lead singer of um, of My Chemical Romance
3: So I'm just now getting To like the early 2000s In my musical taste Oh okay Cause Austin Matthews makes me feel old Um so I'm just g- Give me time
0: He also uh, wrote the uh, Comics that the Umbrella Academy is based upon
3: yes
2: that makes a hell of a lot of sense after watching that show oh wow i didn't know that that makes a lot of sense
0: Mm -hmm. so like it's like i watched the umbrella academy i got glenn all of the graphic novels or the Compendium or whatever it is like i got him those and i just was like yep i just need to admit this i need to just clear the air and get this out so there we go Uh, i almost confessed it in our chat once but i i knew i'd be met with a couple of what's and jeff is just speechless so i don't know, even know what to make of that but anyway you're like i don't know what the i I, I
1: i i don't even like hate my chemical romance but i'm like just and i know they're not the ones that did this but i'm just angry at them for being the closing fucking set at warped it second warp tour i went to
0: the one where you lost your wallet it-
1: no, oh, no, that wasn't the one I watched a while. The closing set, and that, that one was was flogging Molly, and it was fucking dope. Um,
4: <laughs> okay, all right. This well. is the
1: next year, but it was a show that had they had The Offspring and Dropkick Murphys on the set list, and the closing fucking act was uh, was My Chemical Romance. Okay. And I will not forgive them for that. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: well, they were just big. What can you say? All right. Tim, without further ado, what is your big, bold prediction?
2: Uh, I have a few. Oh, so oh yeah. <laughs> so I kind of gave away some of it with my whole Ulmark uh, and uh, swimming being in Jennings contention. So I do think that that's going to be a thing. Okay. I also think that our good friend from Sweden, Hampus Lindholm, is a finalist for the Norris Trophy. Ooh! I think he has a, a bomb year. Just a magnificent season. And goes off. I also think that the... Fourth line produces more points than the third line this season.
3: That that checks out, actually.
2: And then as a result of that, Tom McNosek finally hits the 20-point mark.
0: Okay, wow. Um, 20-point mark?
2: Yeah, he's never done that in his career, and he's going to. I mean, wow. that's a
1: bold choice considering that like, he's even odds to even actually be on the regular game night rosters.
2: Hey. Yep.
0: I mean, Mark McLaughlin's my seventh player award. He's not even on the roster at all. So
2: I mean, these were bold predictions, not predictions that are most likely to happen. So Ooh. let's just say those.
0: <laughs> <Snap>. So
2: <laughs> we're going bold.
0: Okay. Yeah,
3: I, I feel quite tame in my predictions this year.
0: I don't know. I think it's pretty bold to think that 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 Brandon Carlo is going to score twenty six points.
3: I mean, like
1: I walked in with a drunk, like a drunken sailor last year on my bold prediction. So you see how far I, I scaled that one back.
2: <laughs> Mine was kind of right with Eric Carle, so.
1: I mean, I had the team winning approximately every single individual award last year, if I recall. Uh, We basically did. And how did that work out? I mean, I got Bertrand winning the Selkie correct. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I'm
0: very glad it happened. Uh, Now, he could never, ever be nominated for the Selkie again, and I'd be fine. But he will be. He's going to be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Death taxes Bertrand being nominated for the Selkie. Right. Hell,
3: I bet he wins it this year just out of being awesome and cool guy.
2: I,
0: they should just rename it. Just rename it. Thank Name you it are. for him. It's the Bergeron. I mean, really, he's so good. He's the best. All right. Well, those were our predictions. Uh, you can play along at home if you want to send them to me via our Twitter account or even our Facebook email account at barely on topic at gmail.com uh that would be fine uh because i think the more we play the the better it gets so but anyway it is probably time for us to discuss the games that are happening this week
1: jeff it's the first week of the season and this week the bruins play um uh, two games with the season opener at the caps I'm so tired of the caps Me too. So fucking tired of the Caps and that fucking boat shoe in Garnet Hathaway. Anyway. 7 p.m. Eastern Time in Washington on Wednesday the 12th. Season opens. 22-23 Boston Bruins NHL season. Follow it up two days later with their home opener. 7 p.m. Eastern Time at the Garden against the Coyotes. It's
0: Saturday the... Fifteenth. Okay. Well,
2: I like where the schedule maker went with this because it's like, you want to win your home opener. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True, but you also want it to be like a game that's worth paying to see.
0: Uh, you know what? If I were a fan, and I am, let's try that again. If I had tickets for this game, I'd be very excited because you're seeing... Burgie and Krejci, uh on the ice with all of the other team members, you know, like except, those two guys are so good. special and it's the opening night of this new season, which has so much promise and so much yet un, uh unresolved and undetermined. And uh, I'll tell you, I went to the preseason game last Saturday, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. And I had a great time because it was the game that Bergie and Krejci played. You know, I think uh, Carlo was playing or Lindholm. I don't remember everybody who was playing, but it was fun. I had a good time. That was the, the two goals by McLaughlin and the two goals by Beecher. That was fun. Um, so even a preseason game, I was just excited. So you know what? It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Be happy. It's opening night and we've got Krejci back and, and Bergie came back
2: for another season. Let's go. Woo! I mean... At least the home opener has a chance of a quota. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Six goals. Woohoo <laughs> maybe we could see a pasta trick. It's happened. It's happened in a home opener. So
2: Oh it has. I mean mm-hmm. the possibilities are literally uh,
1: endless. Oh, We're playing the coyotes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right so-
1: opportunity to make a major down payment on that on that richard trophy you're right <laughs> yeah yeah so uh
0: yeah let's go i'm waiting uh I- i'm excited i mean i don't really want to see the capitals play and i might not actually be able to see that game because i'm supposed to be going to a concert that night but anyway we'll see we'll see what happens it's on tnt Ugh. but anyway
2: oh wow i just realized something when we were doing their introductions in the beginning i didn't say i'm also the resident pun guy no you didn't but i i figured that that would be revealed very quickly because
0: yeah i mean it kind of has
2: been today so
4: yep
0: okay all right so i think we should just uh we've done our job this this week guys congratulations uh we should just wrap up the the show
1: I don't know what we say now.
0: I don't know what we say now either, but we're definitely on Spotify and Apple.
1: Okay, yes. Um, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic, a crow-worthy podcast. Wow.
4: Um, that we special? are on
1: Spotify and Apple. Um, in the past, we've been on approximately everywhere else, but we don't know where we are now. Um, stay tuned <laughs> for that. <We'll> <laughs> um, you can, of course, ta- contact us on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at barely on topic. And then, of course, there are individual Twitter accounts. I, for one, am at Dr. Hand
2: Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson.
0: We can't hear you, You are Nick.
2: muted. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn at Nick Baggio. <laughs> or Twitter.
2: <your> <laughs> Big LinkedIn guy. actually nick i'm gonna find you on linkedin (laughs) i will let's
3: connect let's connect
2: (laughs) i will
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't have a linkedin and that's okay uh i am uh, i just like sentientboatshoes.com
1: also known as fba from ri
4: word